Okay, what's up, party people? Just kidding. <laughs> no, party people. Let's roll with that. Yeah, you're okay? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> nice. Okay, so, um, yeah, my name's John. And I'm Wes. And we are back with another episode. So this is Music with Matt. So we are here to just explore and extrapolate all of those lovely things that go into the consumption and appreciation and creation of music. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're super excited to get behind the mic again and, and talk some more about music. Again, uh, just want to throw it out to uh, anybody listening. Please connect with us through uh, any of the available platforms. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Love to hear your takes. Love to hear your perspectives. And uh, hopefully we can include them in the show. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in the interest of keeping conversation going, riddle me this, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Now, so I was thinking about this. This is like, um, so I was in a store recently, mm. and I heard Led Zeppelin playing. Right. Like, I think it was Whole Lot of Love or something like that. I don't actually remember. I just know it was Led Zeppelin. And it just made me think, I haven't gone out of my way to listen to this band, and I can't tell you how long, and yet the music that I was hearing was just so embedded in my brain. That it kind of made me laugh, where I was just thought, just the idea that I, this is something I haven't sought out for such a long time, and yet it just has this this permanent home in in my memory, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that's a little bit of a different thing about you know how your how your mind works and, and retains information and things like that. But <laughs> it kind of got me thinking about this idea of of just you know what music what music is out there that you know, you kind of don't need to listen to or don't want to listen to anymore. And then also it kind of got me thinking, well, what's the new stuff that I want to listen to? What's the, you know, what are, is there any territory or genre within music that I haven't explored yet? You know? Well, that's fascinating from, from two perspectives. Cause, and, and, and maybe let's, let's jump on the, uh, former first. Yeah. Um, what, what music are we kind of tired of? But, in an effort to uh, leave a little tidbit for later, you know, music as it, as it kind of evolves throughout time, just is becoming more and more homogenous, right? Okay. Um, the the intersections and the crossplay between genres and and the mashups and kind of what's transpiring, at least at the pop level, mm-hmm. it, it, it's pretty interesting in right. a way that it's sort of just taking in all this stuff that people like in various subgenres or whatever, and just mm-hmm. regurgitating it into like an you know, anyways. Well, also even like what is pop music? Because yeah, well. in as much as, you know, popular. So in as much of it's as it's a descriptive term, it's also kind of like very open to interpretation kind of, I think to the point that you were saying, right? It's just like, there's well, just a variety of different things that kind of fall within this category. There's formulaic pop music mm-hmm. and then there's pop music. I, I'd right. like to, I, I definitely like to make the um, uh, difference between those two terms because, you know, for for example, somebody like Billie Eilish is pop music, right? But it is not formulaic, right? Right. You know, if, if you if you listen to some Billie Eilish tracks, like the way those are crafted, and there's this very dark, ominous, lo-fi. She's mm-hmm. not really like belting it out like a, a traditional, like say Adele or or sure. you know a Taylor Swift would, right? Um. So there's this very nuanced sort of characteristics of that, but it's you know. It's definitely pop music. Yeah. You would also hear that in a store as you're shopping yeah. to get your like, groceries um, or something like that. But to, to, to flip back a page and, and go to the former, 
what music can't you stand? I mean, you bring up Led Zeppelin. Right. Is, is that, and that's just more from like a playing perspective, more from like an auditory, like hearing perspective, more from like a nostalgic, you know, music has this interesting way of attaching itself to memories, right? Like yeah. for, for me, at least there's several songs and artists and, and, and albums that I can't listen to because it, they're just like strange and, and hurtful memories attached to like right. just what that sound is. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like, you know, bands like Savage Garden, who I just like, <laughs> oh my goodness, like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. You know, so there, there's like two different kinds of music that you can't listen to anymore. So like, where does Led right. Zeppelin fall on that scale for you? Right. Because it is, it is sort of that idea, like you said of, of, you know, I have many positive memories from when I was younger and, um, this makes me think too, I'm like, it's almost, it's almost first worth defining, <laughs> yeah. you know, what, what does this band represent for you? I'm terrible at rhetorical questions, by the way, <laughs> if you haven't noticed at this point, but so. And, and, and there, there are many levels to this as well. So there's a, there's a variety of ways to kind of unpack it. So, you know, I, uh, earlier I alluded to this fact that, like, it's embedded in my memory. So right away, it is almost like a reflexive action. Like, you know, I've been driving a car since I was 16. So it's like, I don't really necessarily need to think think about the operation of the vehicle because it's just so embedded it's so carved into my neural pathways that I don't have to and somehow oddly enough you know the music of Led Zeppelin hmm. specifically the first you know five albums <laughs> it, it, it's there right um and there's all these positive associations like it makes me think about when I was younger and especially you know I started playing guitar around the age of 10 so naturally just playing guitar and listening to rock music and stuff like that, obviously Led Zeppelin's a part of that, right? And, and you know, some of the riffs that you're learning and, and things like that. Um, so so when I say I can't really listen to Led Zeppelin anymore, first and foremost, I think it's because so much of my earlier life, there was, there was a place carved out in my life experiences and in my brain for Led Zeppelin. So fast forward to today, it's like, I don't need to listen to that stuff anymore. It already has a home. It already, it already lives in my brain. So there's that. I think there's also then this inevitability of as you, as you grow older, and for myself being a musician as well, you want to learn more. You want to do things you haven't done before. So it's like, I'm not going to go back if I'm playing guitar I'm not going to go back and play that whole lot of love riff again because I did that when I was learning how to play guitar. You know, mm-hmm. I did that a million times when I was jamming with friends or whatever. It's like, it's already done. There's this part of me that has this this yearning for for new music. So that's also like a cool thing about that being the counter the counterpoint to this sort of topic at hand is this pursuit of new music. But then, then there's also just this <laughs> this idea. Maybe we only dip our toe into this part, but even just this notion of. Like I can't. I, I'm sorry to say this, but the word appropriation comes to mind. Uh, yeah. Led Zeppelin. They're like four British dudes that basically, almost to the T, play like you know blues music from artists who were black who didn't really get the notoriety that Led Zeppelin got. So or the financial repercussions yeah, of that yeah, notoriety. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So. You know, I I must confess I don't know the ex- the exact definition of what appropriation might. Be, but I feel like 
if you point it to Led Zeppelin, it would be a, a pretty good example. So that's also another thing where it has this like social kind of context around it as well, where I'm like, I, I don't know if I can listen to this stuff anymore. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting conversation in itself. Like there's this whole space of, you know, young people learning music mm-hmm. and, and where do they go, right? Like I, re- I really like what you said there where, you know, when you first started playing guitar, it's like, yeah, Led Zeppelin's a good band to learn because, you know, say what you will about Jimmy Page, his personal life, you know, the appropriation piece, all of it. He, he's a technically good guitar player. Yeah. You know, he's, he's good at what he does. And so learning how to play some of the, the riffs and things that he, he does, like there, there's value to that, right? For sure, yeah. Um, so I think, I think especially, you know, when we were growing up, like when you, if you, if you got a guitar, you know, you're playing Led Zeppelin, you're playing some Leonard Skinner riffs, you're playing Hendrix, s- or Hendrix. Like, like you, that, there's yeah. a classic rock sort of, and I say that with air quotes because it's a very hard genre to describe or, yeah. or put in a box. But, um, like those are kind of some of the go-tos, right? Yeah. And, for and sure. you learn those riffs and you learn those guitar players and all of those things. So mm-hmm. there's value to that, right? right. Um, all, all other things aside, but I think, in the same vein with with what you're kind of alluding to is is there's just this as time goes on there's there, there you know um things are fluid things change yeah, right exactly. and and you know once upon a time led zeppelin for sure was regarded as probably the best if not one of the best rock and roll bands in the world right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and nowadays like you know m- the music market is saturated which is a great thing i think you know, there's lots of lots more people making music than there was right. back in the 60s and 70s, and that's awesome, mm-hmm. right? So th- there's lots of great guitar players playing all kinds of stuff, um, and that's awesome. So I think there's just this this interesting duality that exists. I mean, you know, there, there's still some Led Zeppelin songs that I like to go back to once in a while. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. Um, bring, What's one? Bring it, on, one. bring it on home. Oh, yeah. Grad is a great song. The, the guitar riff in that is just like, yeah. uh, you can't just not bang your head to it. I yeah. mean, it, it's just undeniable. Yeah. Um, and also because John Bonham playing on the uh, drums too, who's just cited very, very consistently yeah. whether it's rock or metal or whatever. I just feel like people are always like, yeah. well, it starts with Bonham. You know. Well, I, I, and that, you know, <laughs> I, must, I must confess, I do have a soft spot for Led Zeppelin, not for, you know, Jimmy Page or Roger Plant, who I think are, they're, they're both good at what they do. Right. Roger uh, Plant? Uh, Robert Plant, sorry. <laughs> I always get him confused with Roger Daughtry, the singer of The oh, Who. Oh, The Who, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyways, all those British rock and roll guys. Roger Plant's like the twin that yeah. you've never heard of. It's just <laughs> off Yeah. Well, of course, there's yeah. Roger. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. There's a Robert. Um, <laughs> no, uh, Robert Plant and... Uh, I mean, John Paul Jones also rocks. You know, huge, one huge of my artists, One yeah. of my uh, favorite, like, super groups, uh, you know, it's this hilarious thing that happens in music once in a while is the idea of a super group, right? Yeah. Where all these different musicians that are very successful come together and, and put some music together. Yeah. It's... it's Them uh, Crooked Vultures is who you're talking about, right? Them Crooked Vultures, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and it's hit and miss, like, when that type of thing happens. But Them Crooked Vultures was one album, and it was incredible. It yeah, was super... super cool. and, and John Paul Jones made that album. Like, yeah. Dave Grohl is a drummer, and, and he, he smashes like Dave Grohl does, just... Yeah just banana energy and then josh homie kind of is josh homie on it but the the rhythm section is just driven on that whole album by john yeah. paul jones and it's incredible right and then yeah. of course john bonham like that for, for me led zeppelin is john bonham, is john the, bonham. The, the rhythm sections to those songs are it's just ridiculous yeah yeah right and and not only that but the the production value yeah and, and again i say this as more of an audio guy with with sort of more back house experience as opposed to kind of being on stage and, and, and sort of crafting all that, the production value, especially to those drums, man, those drums are incredible yeah. on some Led Zeppelin yeah. songs. Um, and but, I, th- I was going to say too, also like I think that it, it reiterates this point where 
you know, you can you can have an amazing microphone capturing the sound, but if the artist isn't good, it's still going to kind of come through as garbage. It may yeah. sound good, but it's like this garbage sounds really good. You know, whereas like John Bonham was just such a phenomenal player. It's the mixing of those two things, the production and the playing, right? Well, you you're right with that, but also, you know, like um, the other day, uh, we, w- we were talking about this song Runaway by Kanye West, right? Mm. And the song starts with literally one piano note, note. just like repeated. There's no technical proficiency no. in that, but it's incredibly powerful, especially when the bass and the beat drop, yeah. right? Like, and, and that's just a banger of a track, right? you know? And again, it's not incredibly uh, technically proficient from a musical perspective. Right. He just runs down a, a little scale there. Right. On the piano, and, and, then, and it sounds great. And then the beat—it does sound great. And then the beat and the the bass kind of drive the whole song. Obviously, with the vocal delivery and, and the mm-hmm. lyrical content. Mm-hmm. But to the earlier point, I get what you're saying about Led Zeppelin because they are a very overplayed. You know, you walk That's, through yeah. any kind of mall in North America. You, I would be surprised if if you were in a mall for a 30 minute time span that you did not hear one Led Zeppelin song. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. But also B, I think the other thing that exists in music among musicians as well is is there's just a lot of uh, saturation with some of those older artists that that people are just kind of done with that in a lot of ways, which is valid, right? Um, And and I think you alluded to it perfectly like in in your youth and and I can relate to this to a certain extent as well. Mm -hmm. It's just like how, how how many hours did you listen to Led Zeppelin trying to figure out what he was doing? Yeah. what Jimmy Page was doing and, and how, and like, you know, cause again, this was kind of before the time of like YouTube where you could just watch live videos on end. True. Right. And so you're just listening, trying to figure out, okay, well, how, how is he doing that bend or how is he sliding from, you know, and then how, what's his like pinky finger doing mm-hmm. and, and all of those like kind of little, like minute things. So I think sometimes when you analyze something too, that it, it loses a bit of value after hours and hours of listening. Mm-hmm. And then let's not like just ignore the elephant in the room. Yes, there's an appropriation element to that. <laughs> of course, yeah. you know. Um, was that their intent when they like formed a band to like, let's take all this music and make a bunch of like, no, obviously, maybe. maybe. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. But the Someone reality is, is the maybe. reality is, is they did. Yeah. Right. And and there's something to be said for that. So mm-hmm. here we are after all these years and looking back on it, it's, it's definitely problematic. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Led Zeppelin's a great, uh, a, a great one to maybe mm-hmm. um, put in the rearview mirror. Well, yeah, and I think that you know we uh, quite naturally we tend to extrapolate these types of conversations to the utmost degree. The fact that we're able to sneak in some Kanye West <laughs> yeah. references amidst this yeah. conversation about Zeppelin yeah. is great. But so let me just let me just flip it around. Um, you know that that was obviously quite a like um, a very subjective perspective to have specifically about Led Zeppelin but if you're just kind of thinking about that question at large you know is there any music for you in your younger years that very much you know permeated your life as a musician as a music lover as just a young person that at this point you're kind of like I don't like I don't need to go there again it's our it's it it's time and place has come and gone you know well, of course, man. Like, you know, when, when you're in, in grade seven or eight or even into high school, the early years of high school, like there I am, like I, I was huge into sort of that, that 
pop punk singer like blink 182 right when i was right. in when i was in high school was like just one of my favorite bands and and there's some good blink 182 songs oh big time you know um, and but, they're a huge band as a result. Yeah, like yeah, again, it's yeah. like obviously they were doing something right that people connected with. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and there's something to be said. Like I, I always dislike the argument of just like, oh, I hate Justin Bieber because he's famous and popular. It's like, yeah, yeah but there's millions of people around the planet that are able to connect with what he does, and there's value to that. Exactly. At the very least. And it's kind of like, well, sure, that's 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 quite a superficial comment to make. It's yeah. you, you could still be like, what do you like about the music? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And also even like. This idea of a guilty pleasure. You can be like a total metalhead, but you can be like, I like the way that chorus sounds. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because right? it sounds good. Anyway, so so, so so back to you though. But the, the the hilarious part of that sort of genre of music though is it doesn't age well. Right. right? Like Right. For instance, I just listened to the most recent Blink One Eighty Two album, which came out when all those guys are in their late forties. And it's just like they're still playing the same kind of sound. Mm -hmm. And it and it doesn't age well for like it's such that type of music is such like a teen angsty like youth young music energy. Yeah. yeah yeah um where, where there's like you know travis barker saved that band he was like incredible drummer mm -hmm. um and and obviously for those that don't know it was a drummer blink 182 and and when i was growing up as a young drummer like i mean we just talked about john bonham travis barker was up there for sure with right. him as well in right. my mind when i first started like getting behind a kit because this guy was bananas yeah Right. And again, the driving force to a, a pop like punk band. Yeah. You know, and um, and in terms of speed and energy and stuff that defines that yeah. music that that comes a big part of that comes from the drums. Yeah. You know, so what's the lyrical content like of new Blink-182? Like, are they still oh, it's the same? Oh, it is. OK. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was like, that it's would be same. an interesting thing. Yeah. No, it's it's and, and the lyrical content of, of old Blink-182 wasn't very deep or no. like it was very superficial. And that's fine. That's fine. Right. It's, it's that type of music. It's what I, it's all that you need out of that. But needless to say, like you asked me what what music like I, I am fine with not playing again or going back to like that, you know, like I. I love power chords. You know, there's there's always a place in, for power chords. Maybe not. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say with all of this. Is a, I guess that's just the the inevitable evolution of, of music playing. You know, when you could realize when I was, you know, 14, 12, 13, 14 years old, I could just have two fingers on the guitar and be like, oh, this sounds cool. Yeah. Put some yeah. distortion on it, some reverb, you know. Oh, yeah. Like in an afternoon, you could be like, yeah. I can play the Blink-182 yeah. record, like yeah. front to back. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And it's great. But now as, as you kind of get more evolved and not evolved, but just more into different sounds and styles, you're able to, to kind of be like, oh, okay, that's that's fun for, for what that was in my life. Yeah. And now, you know, and, and, and not to say that I never listened to that music again. You know, I was driving home the other night um, and it, it just past midnight and a Blink-182 Blink sound came on and I was just like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can mess around with this. Right. On the radio, you know, and it was so. So there's still time and place, but I would not search that song out if it comes on. Yes. I'll be like, okay. And yeah, that 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 is basically the distinction. And I would say the same thing with Led Zeppelin. That's yeah. why I was kind of like, what what sort of led led me down this not quite a rabbit hole, but this this sort of just general concept was the fact that I was like, I just don't need to seek out this music anymore to listen to. So either mm -hmm. I'm going to go grocery shopping and hear a Led Zeppelin song, or I 
don't care to just pursue it. But at any rate, it's like, if it comes on, I could think, oh, I have some great memories attached to this song. Or like, <laughs> oh, sure, like, yeah. you know, this has this, this, in terms of me being a guitar player, there is, you know, I remember learning that guitar lick or something like that. But at the same time, I'm like, when I go home, I'm not like, hmm, yeah. I better go put some Zep on. Well, and that's just it, right? Like, and, and not to just completely crap on Led Zeppelin and Blink-182, but that that is a reflection of sort of the sound and and style and type of music that I think, you know, respectively, we're just kind of ready to move past a bit in terms of seeking right. it out. Yeah, and, and, and there's also something to say about, you know, music's this this fascinating uh, thing where there's such vivid vivid like memories that is attached to, right. to certain music and songs and things. So sometimes, especially for folks that have experienced trauma and different things, there's very real uh, visceral reactions to, to hearing songs and it's hard to put that in the past, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we've got to acknowledge that and, and have that part of this conversation too because, you know, even even for, for myself and I'm sure you, you uh, share the sentiment as well, like there's certain songs or artists or whatever that you just can't listen to because it, it just, there's hurtful memories or, or emotions right. or anxiety or whatever that kind of comes along with that. So that's that's not really what we're talking about here, but there's definitely a, a time and place for that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But what we're talking about is more from a, a musical sort of auditory and, and, and playing perspective, yeah. I guess. Well, it's funny you should say that because the thing that brings up really the worst of memories for me is Blink-182. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe on, that's yeah. maybe that's the note that we'll end on, yeah, actually. So so let's uh, let's just put a cap on it there. That's that's funny, actually. Blink-182, you know, I, I it didn't come to mind. That's That feels like a low-hanging fruit. Same with Led Zeppelin. It's just like, yeah, bands that you listen to a lot when you're younger that at this point you're like, meh, I don't really, uh, I don't really need to listen to that anymore. But... Um, I appreciate the conversation and it, and it's uh it is always funny to have these moments especially when you reflect back on you know think about when you're younger like you probably woke up listening to Blink-182 you went to school you listened to it with your friends like during you know your lunch break or whatever and then you went home you listened to it again you went to bed yeah. you probably had a dream about a, about a Blink-182 song yeah. rinse and repeat the next day it was like the same thing for Zeppelin and stuff like that so it is funny that for something that was so important and and ultimately so fundamental for that time that these days you kind of almost laugh at it and go like, yeah, I don't need to, I don't need to go there anymore. Yeah, there was definitely that. I mean, I was, I was a weird music kid, so I, you know, I had all kinds of weird musical tastes <laughs> that none of my friends were into. They thought it was super lame, but um, that's just part of it as well. So, but Blink One Eighty Two was the thing that everybody was into right. that you could like. It was easily accessible, right? So, so they're like, hey, this kid West, yeah. maybe he's all right after yeah. all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was talking about Bob Dylan and Maestro Fresh West, and like you know. <laughs> whatever but at least he likes blink 22 anyway yeah nice well appreciate the conversation as always and uh we'll delve into some more in the next uh upcoming episodes yeah i think uh next time let's let's take a look at uh what music are you into these days yeah and like stuff that you want to delve into yeah it sounds great anyway thanks very much everyone for listening appreciate it very much and uh yeah as Wes said off the top you know if you have any ideas that come to mind or you want to hear us jabber on about something that uh you know lands with you let us know we appreciate uh, any and all feedback all right take it easy